in the shadows this is dr marla beeler and dr j dr jonathan beeler well hello everybody hope you are doing well it is thanksgiving weekend yeah i mean uh, thanksgiving week not thanksgiving weekend and we are so excited about thanksgiving eating that turkey and that dressing mm. yes we are pumpkin oh, yes pie. oh pumpkin pie i think i'm gonna make a pumpkin cheesecake this year Ooh. how does that sound all right. We're going to give a quick shout out to Mebbin, North Carolina. Go Mebbin. All right. Thanks so much for listening and for downloading, for sharing. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, in honor of Thanksgiving, I have some weird and amazing Thanksgiving facts. Okay. All right. Here's the first one. Pumpkin pie was not served at the first Thanksgiving meal. No. Yeah. They had turkey, duck, goose, and swan, mussels, lobster, clams, but they did not have any pumpkin pie. Well, that's just not Thanksgiving. Right. I know. An estimated 240 million turkeys will be raised in the U.S. for Thanksgiving. Poor turkeys. Yes. Yes. The TV dinner, TV dinner was invented thanks to Thanksgiving. Have you ever had one of those? Really? Yeah. Have you ever had one of those TV dinners with turkey and the dressing? They're kind of dryish. Yeah, they are kind of dry. Like the National Lampoon's Christmas. Right, right. Well, in 1953, a Swanson employee accidentally ordered too much turkey. He ordered 260 tons too much. The frozen turkeys were taking up space in 10 refrigerated train cars when a company salesman suggested preparing and packaging the turkey with sides and compartmentalized aluminum trays. So Swanson sold 5,000 TV dinners in 1953. The following year, they sold 10 million. Wow. Yes. That was some pretty... Uh, I know, right? Accidental marketing technique. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So do you have a guess on how much the first TV dinner cost? The first one ever? Yeah, first one ever. I think it was in the... How much do you think it cost? The TV dinner was originally created for astronauts. Well, yeah, but but how much did it cost to make? I'm going to guess, to make or to buy? To buy. I would say $1.99. You are close. 98 cents. Okay. 98 cents. All right, one more. 50 million pumpkin pies are eaten on Thanksgiving, but it's not the favorite. Really? Yes. Apple pie. Yes. You you just guessed it. Yeah. Apple pie is the favorite, followed by chocolate and pecan pie, mm. making pumpkin pie ranking in number four. Now, I'm, I'm all about a chocolate pie. Mm. I'm not a big fan of pumpkin pie, really. Um, no. But I love pecan pie at Thanksgiving. I think I Jesus do. ate pumpkin pie. He he might have. No, I he don't might think have. So. No, but um, I, I make so. the 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 pecan pie, and I say pecan. Some people say pecan. I say pecan. Let's not get into an argument. But I make it from the recipe on the back of the old the Cairo syrup bottle. Oh. So good, so good. All right. Also, so everybody's probably guessed it. We're going to be talking about Thanksgiving today. Yes. Unfortunately, you have no jokes, but that's okay. <laughs> I have a little history on Thanksgiving. Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. You know, I, I am sure that Thanksgiving goes further back than this. I would say it goes all the way back to the Israelites ah, in yes. the Old Testament. True. But in modern history, all the way back to 1620, the Pilgrims and the Mayflower, uh, in 1620, a group of English separatists 
known as the Pilgrims, sailed mm-hmm. on a Mayflower to the New World seeking religious freedom. Yes. And they landed in Plymouth in what is now Massachusetts. In December 1620, the harsh winter and the lack of provisions led to the death of many pilgrims. And the first Thanksgiving came a year later. In 1621, the following year, uh, there was a successful, after a successful harvest, the pilgrims celebrated a three-day feast to give thanks for the assistance of the Native Americans who taught them the essentials of agriculture skills and how to grow uh, and make a harvest. And also they celebrated, a lot of them celebrated Jesus because of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Many Native Americans came to know Christ, and uh, there was a celebration there. And that was considered the first Thanksgiving in modern history. Uh, In 1777, the Continental Congress had a national Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. During the American Revolution, the Continental Congress issued several proclamation of days of Thanksgiving. The first national Thanksgiving was proclaimed on December uh, 18, 1777, mm-hmm. to celebrate the American victory over the British ah. at the Battle of Saratoga. Cool. Uh, and then there was a presidential proclamation. President George Washington and John Adams mm-hmm. issued Thanksgiving proclamations, but the holiday was not yet an annual tradition. Then in the 19th century, Sarah Hale's uh, campaign. Hmm. Uh, had a, she was an influential editor and writer. She campaigned diligently for a national Thanksgiving holiday for decades. She wrote cool. letters to political leaders, and in particular, President Abraham Lincoln. Ah. And then there's Lincoln's proclamation. Old Honest Abe. Oh, okay. In okay. 1863, the midst of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed Thanksgiving a national holiday to celebrate. On the last Thursday of November, he hoped it would help unite the country. And I would argue, and and I know some would argue differently, that it probably did help. I Uh, have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. I may have an answer. Well, are you going to tell about the pardoning of the turkey? You can add that. Okay. All right. Yes, because it actually happened with... President Lincoln. Go ahead. And okay. I'll, and I'll, yeah. Okay. Well, he, his son, Tad, um, they had bought or somebody had given them some turkeys for Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. A few months prior. And I think Tad's brother had died um, maybe the year before. And so he, the, the, one of the turkeys became his, his pet. Oh. And he taught it tricks and he hung out with it and did all these things. You know, that that was a very, very cool turkey. And he was like his little friend. Oh. Well, he went out to see his turkey one day and his turkey was gone. Oh, no. And he went into the kitchen and the chef was about to kill the turkey. No, don't do it. He went running to President Lincoln's office and said, please don't let them kill my turkey. That's my turkey. He's my friend. He's my pet. So that at that point, Lincoln took him very seriously and he sat down and he made a proclamation that on that day, this particular turkey would be saved. And so every year after that, they save a turkey <laughs> because of I Ted. Yeah, I read it last night. I thought, oh, that's really cool. So, yeah. Isn't it kind of like us? We're on the yeah. verge of losing our head because right. of our sin. Yes. And Jesus says, I pardons. want that turkey. I mean, yep. I want that person. Yeah. The turkey. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and he pardons us. It's pretty cool. So I thought that was a good story. That's cool. Yeah. 
Well, good. Thank you for sharing. I'm jumping back into when okay. it became jump back in. Okay. National Congressional <laughs> Act date of, of 1941. Congress officially established Thanksgiving as a national holiday. Set the date as the fourth Thursday of November, where it remains today. All right. And that's kind of the history of Thanksgiving. I love like it. Like I said, I, I believe it's throughout the Bible. Matter of fact, Psalm 95. Uh, two through three, mm-hmm. David says, let us come before him with thanksgiving. Yes. And install him right. with music and song for the Lord is a great God, yes. the great king above all gods. Yes. And yeah. it is an important time. I know, okay, we already have our Christmas tree up yes. and I'm not, and I'm already playing Christmas music, yes. but I'm definitely, <laughs> but I'm definitely not skipping over Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is one of my favorite, favorite holidays because it's a time where we gather together and we read really, really think about what we're thankful for. Of course, we eat good food, but it's just so important. I mean, we should be thankful every day, of course, but it just is a moment to stop and really think about what God's given us. And I think the the focus should be like in, in 1621, focusing right. on God. Yes. And, and, and God bringing unity and bringing right. uh, grace and, and the many things to be thankful for. Yes. Uh, whether it's salvation, whether it's a warm house, food mm-hmm. to eat. A puppy you dog. Know, a puppy dog <laughs> staring at us. He can yes. be persnickety hit time, Yes, but he's yes. he's a great dog. Right. And I, I just think that we have a lot. We have a lot of problems in this country, in the we world. We do, yeah. But we still have a blessed country. We are very blessed. Uh, very yeah. blessed. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing that, go ahead, you were going to say something. Well, I, Thanksgiving is wonderful for some, and I think you're probably leading into this. <laughs> Thanksgiving yeah. is wonderful for some, but sometimes Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays can be a tough time when you're around family that, that maybe makes it tough. Yes. Dealing with difficult people during Thanksgiving. So yeah. we're transitioning. We started with kind of a positive, and then yes, we're we going did. to a negative. Well, so you have okay. to come back next time. To get yeah. The, well, we'll yeah. end with a positive. We'll so. end with a positive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving, or any gathering for that matter, is challenging right. for many. Yeah. I think um, approaching this situation with patience, mm-hmm. empathy, and a positive mindset. Right. And, and definitely, if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, you've got bigger problems. But uh, if you're a believer, it's focusing on God's grace. Yes. Um, I think first thing, when you go into a family and there's toxicity, mm-hmm. you meet all the relatives, and they all have all these various opinions and ideas <laughs> and perspectives. Politics, get, religion, all those things. In, yeah. Maybe Uncle Robert comes in and he's a, he's a liberal Democrat. Mm-hmm. And got uh, Uncle Bob, or actually his name would be Robert too. Uncle, I say say Bill comes <laughs> in as a conservative Republican, right? And you know they're they're talking and arguing. It's maybe starting off just kind of talking, yeah. And then it kind of gets into some some uh, you know persnickety, uh, right? Uh, arguing, yes. Uh, you know, then you have uh, Josh, who's in who's new in 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 college, mm-hmm. uh, and he's kind of atheistic, right? And then you have. Uh, yourself, who's a believer in Christ, mm-hmm. so it does bring some tension. Yeah, you have to, you know, sometimes you have to think about agreeing to disagree and maybe not even touching on certain topics <laughs> before you come to Thanksgiving because you want to have a time of being thankful for each other, for God, first of all, and for each other. And when you get into these topics and everything, it, it can bring like family rifts. It really can. When you get in this, I think, number one, as a Christian, mm-hmm. 
we need to be willing to share the gospel. Definitely. Um, so I'm not saying don't do that. What right. I am saying is we should be doing this anyhow, sharing yes. the gospel of grace. Yes. Um, and, and if it goes into name calling and, and all this, then, that's not okay. You know, then we, hey, God is a gentleman. Yes. He's not forcing himself. No. Or forcing that person to, hey, believe me. Right. Um, I, I think when you're dealing with difficult families or toxic mm-hmm. families, number one is stay calm. Yes. Important. Uh, take a deep breath. Remain mm-hmm. calm. Respond. Responding with anger only puts fuel on the fire. Right. Yeah. Uh, not going to help. No. Uh, choose your battles. Mm-hmm. Um, not every comment or persnickety response mm-hmm. requires a response. Yeah. The Bible does says, say don't answer a fool. There's some <laughs> things that are just foolish. Yeah. So you just kind of keep quiet sometimes. You know, and so I think uh, choosing your battles because yeah. you're probably not going to be there very long. It's no. probably going to be a short right. visit. Yeah. Um, and just try to not respond to stupidity. <laughs> true. Yeah, kind of blunt, but that's true. Well, it's the truth because you know that if you respond to that stupidity, that person's going to get angry. It's going to turn into a fight. It's going to turn into like people leaving the table. And it's, it's just not something that you want to be a part of. You need to set boundaries. And yes. a lot of this goes back to a lot of narcissism too. Definitely. Dealing with narcissism, but it's very similar. Set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Politely and graciously, firmly establish boundaries. Right. And if someone crosses the line, let them know. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Very simple. Very simple. Yeah. Practice active listening. That's important. Um, you know, when someone's being difficult, try to understand their perspective. Mm-hmm. Try to put yourself in their shoes. You know, understand, man, they must be really... Mm-hmm. really bad off to be this way. And then when you're doing the act of listening, you're not listening to respond. You're listening to basically between the lines to see what they're really saying. Because a lot of times yeah. we're listening just to give a rebuttal and, and we're forgetting this person's a human being. They have feelings and everything. And so we need to listen to their side. You know, it's very easy if I have a patient mm-hmm. or I have friends that right. I didn't grow up with. Yeah. Just listen to them. And if they're get, kind of trying to get my goat, so to speak. Not always a family, I, though. I, I, yeah. I, I, can, I can deal with that. Right. But with family, you it's just different. want to launch back. Yeah, you do. And say, are you stupid or something? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, right. So family's hard. It is hard. It, it is hard. And, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you're going to be saying this or not, sometimes you have to kind of set your own traditions just because of those tough situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe skip a year and have a family tradition and then heal up and come back the next time. But sometimes sometimes you have to start your own tra- traditions if there is humongous toxicity in the family. If you come away from a Thanksgiving or Christmas or an Easter family gathering and you feel like you've been beat down and attacked and 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 it it affects you then sometimes you've got to start your own yes sometimes you gotta cut ties yeah you know i refuse to allow toxic relationships right to affect my immediate family yeah and uh pass on the narcissistic uh right 
abuse to my children. It's not, it's not okay. And you have to think, you especially have to think of your kids when they're in their younger transformative years, you don't want, you know, someone in your family attacking them and, and have them think awful about themselves. You have to really think about your family as a whole unit. I agree. And, and, you know, you just, I, I would rather have a small family and right. peace. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just have to say, if, if you have a family that's going to give you a fit and, mm-hmm. but they're toxic, you're just going to have to say, you know what, we've decided this year maybe to invite another family with us because we're ministering to them, or we've decided that we want to do something our own, start our own traditions. And, you know, there, there's an answer that you can have without, you know, hitting the elephant in the room. Like, oh, hey, right. you're toxic. No, we're going to start our own traditions. Or, you know what, we're going to have, we have some Chinese friends that have never had Thanksgiving. So we're going to invite them over and minister to them this year. So maybe we'll come next year. Or, you know, just. And we have done that. And we have done that. That's and and it's good. And it's very, very special. special. So, you know, you can step out of your comfort zone and do something totally different to start a new tradition or to minister to other people. And that's important because friends, you know, friends have to be ministered to just like family does. You know, there's a lot of students that are yeah. from other countries that don't right. go home. They yes. Don't, they don't even celebrate. Right. Thanksgiving. Right. I think inviting them. Yes. Instead of staying in their dorm or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. To your home. Yes. Uh, even even so people special. that have uh, they're lonely because of uh, right maybe a spouse passed away or whatever. I or think there's no family. Ministering, yeah, yeah using it's important. It as an opportunity is very important. And we've done that, like you said. And I have such fond memories of when we got together with other families, or when we had those those Chinese students over, and when we've had maybe uh, senior citizens that didn't have a family over. Those are special times that hopefully they'll look back with you know, special feelings about, and we have as well. And then we've avoided possibly other things. Correct. Yeah. And you're glorifying God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Empathy. Oh, I've said important. that already. I've, yeah. I've mentioned it. You know, people act away because they're hurt. Hurt yeah. people hurt people. Absolutely. And I think trying to understand the perspective does not justify things. No, it doesn't. But you see a person crying out in pain. Right. And you can see the situation better than if you're taking it personally. That is, that is true. And, and you're less likely to retaliate um, to that if you're realizing how hurt they are inside. And that's what's making them that way. Redirect conversations. Ah. Jesus did this pretty well. <laughs> he did. Change the subject. <laughs> uh, he, he answered a question with a question. Yes. Um, you know, and I think sometimes you got to answer a question with a question. Yeah. What do you think? Right. You know, uh, so, you know, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of time, especially with the narcissist. Yes. They want to trap you. Right. So they can make themselves look better. Yeah. Than you. Humor helps too, you know, have a stupid joke, (laughs) you know, to throw out there or something funny that your kids have done or coworker or even yourself, you know, humor can really break down barriers. I think humor is very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Take breaks, Mm. go outside, read the paper or uh, (laughs) take a little walk, take a little walk. Yeah. Play with maybe uh, the toddler that, that needs some attention. Yeah. Get uh, a fire pit, start a fire, roast some marshmallows. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you need to take a walk. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Find common ground. Mm-hmm. Common sense. Yeah. Um, 
Bring in a mediator. I don't like that idea unless it gets way out of hand. If you need a mediator during the holidays, that's a problem. Something's wrong. You may as well start your own tradition. Right. And I do think you as a family need to anticipate what could possibly happen. You can even role play with your family. Okay, if Uncle Joe says this, we're going to do this. Or, you know, and, and you can bond with your family, your immediate family, before you go to that family event. Um, and talk through things that could possibly happen. How are we going to react if this happens? What are we going to do? You could even have a signal. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could yeah. have a code word. Right, cut word or signal. If this Feeling happens. Feeling hot. <laughs> Feeling hot. That means you need to yeah. just uh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, walk it's, off for a little it's, bit. It's funny, but having that, co- that'll help your immediate family be closer. And you got that code word where you can escape. Um, and, or that look or whatever and signal that you can escape and get away for a little bit because, you know, sometimes you have to. And try to express feelings constructively yes. if you need to. Yeah. I feel upset when rather right. than you always because yeah. a lot of times it doesn't matter if you're a doctor, a lawyer, a judge. Right. A, yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. When you right. get back to your family that you grew up with, you're like a little you kid. Go back, you go back to your little childhood. Yeah, days. they look at you like that. So you yeah. always do this, mom. Yeah, you always. And and we go back to our childhood. We I do. think really thinking. I feel right. You know, and some things are not worth even uh, communicating. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Know when to walk away. Know when, when to fold them. Know <laughs> when to walk, walk away. away. Know when to fold. Okay. Oh, you you got that song, Kenny Rogers. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my! But so, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Anything well, and also you need to be able as when you're heading home, however you're heading home, if it's a short drive or a flight or something, you need to definitely sit down and debrief what happened. Yes. And if you hurt somebody, say something hurtful to your kids or your spouse, or you just, I mean, you need to debrief. You need to have them tell you how they felt, what they heard, you know, were they affected by anything? And just, just a little debrief is important with your family uh, to talk through things and maybe settle anything that made them feel unsettled. If that makes sense. Otherwise you're holding it in. It's going to come out in other ways. Yeah. It's good to talk these things through And, and they, something may have happened to them that you weren't even privy of. And so if you talk about it, you'll know. I think those are great suggestions. I think that the things we talked about, I think your idea of, of uh, preparing or prepping the family before we get there, code words. (laughs) Uh, Definitely important. Yeah. And debrief it. Yeah. Because a lot of times you should be in a healthy relationship. Right. Be mm-hmm. able to communicate your feelings without judgment. But absolutely. Guess what? A lot of families aren't healthy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, debriefing will help mm-hmm. alleviate a lot of anxiety and let right. you feel uh, supported. And it brings you closer together. It really does. But, you know, as you're sitting around eating that turkey, pumpkin pie, dressing, stuffing, whatever you do, first of all, be thankful to Jesus. Be thankful for what he's done for you and what he's given to you. And if you don't know him, accept him. You know, there's no magic prayer. You just tell him you're sorry for your sins. You want him to be your savior and you give your life to him. And then you live for him and you grow in your faith. So if you've not done that, I really, really hope and pray that you do that soon. And then look at your family. Try to look at your family through the eyes of Jesus, because if you do, you're going to look at them differently. You know, it's really interesting is in eternity, there's not going to be these risks. No. Um, I think that our, one of our last uh, interviews we did, right? You know, 
a lot of times we meet Christians all mm-hmm. over the world. And yes. Even though we don't know them personally right. per se, it's almost like we're immediately family. Yes. Absolutely. And and it's you know, gonna be like that in heaven. So we need to like practice now, don't you think? I think so. Absolutely. And this definitely helps us remember that. God can absolutely positively take your mess, turn it to a message for his glory and for your good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Goodbye.